order the sea fruit. You got to toil for it. I think too many people don't want to toil for it. They just want to walk out here and think that they're going to make plays and think that they're going to uh, perform at a high level. Um, I think we need to have more people that want to work for it and not expect it to be handed to them because this is the NFL. Nothing's handed to you. You got to earn everything. And I think that, you know, dudes just think that because they're wearing the black and gold that they're going to win games. And I think we need to, we need to check their mentality and make people realize that they got to earn that mentality and they got to earn every single blade of grass and every single splash play and every single rep that they get out there. They, they got to earn it. Stills for seven podcast, you already know what it is, man. Gang, gang, you already know what it is, man. It's not a gang, it's a gang, it's the gang. You already know what it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division, Super Bowl, let's win it. Still a nation, what's going on? This your guy Kev Easy here, drawn by my guy Dread. Money Mitch couldn't make it. You feel me? It's an insider, it's an insider. You know, Dread know why, I know why. You feel me? Money Mitch know why. But you know what I mean? It's me and Dread tonight. You feel me? I I know y'all heard the show yesterday. My rant, you feel me? In the beginning, I started it. I tried to be nice. I tried to be regular. I tried to be calm. Second half of that, second half of that pot turned up. I probably said the F word like 75 times. You feel me? Like, and it wasn't until I heard, you feel me? I, I heard Wamika said again. Once I heard Wamika said again, it just lit up a fire, you feel me? Because that's my fellow, my fellow Jerseyan, you feel me? Make us from Jersey, you know what I'm saying? And as the Jersey guys, how we are, we don't really go for that losing mentality. We don't really go for that, you don't put in that effort or you feel entitled just because you were part of the team that, nah, you got to put in work, you feel me? So I, I, I went crazy yesterday. Now, Dred, with that being said, the floor is yours, man. What you think is going on? What's the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? Well, after that loss, um, I went on my own show or my own uh, video about it, and shout I said, out, "Shout it out! Shout it out!" TheDreadMan.com, just uh, www.youtube.com/slash/TheDreadMan. But anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> During that loss, I can genuinely say that I had no emotion. I wasn't sad. I wasn't angry. I wasn't distraught, pissed off. The only emotion I had was pure and utter shock because I can't believe in all my years of watching Steeler football, this is what we're reduced to? Come on now. And the, the team itself should have been ashamed of themselves. We have all this top-tier talent. We have all this skill on paper. We have the tools. Execution is the problem. And for us to go out there and get whooped, we were we had a playoff spot, the number five seed, I believe, two weeks prior. It, it, isn't it crazy how things can can shift that fast? Now we're in the, on the eighth seed on the outside looking in. 
And I'll be honest. Yes, I don't give a damn if we make the playoffs this year or not. If, we, if this is how we're going to play, I really don't even give a damn if we make the playoffs this year. And if we don't, I even I can go as far as to say I don't give a damn about Mike Tomlin's non-losing season. Because what's the point if nothing's going to change? And we'll get to Mike Tomlin in a minute. But all in all, like I said, initially, I had no emotion from what I saw. I was just shocked. Now I can say I'm freaking disgusted. Yeah, man. It is definitely disgusting. I think the part for me that I'm disgusted by, and I agree with you, I wasn't pissed off after, like, when the game, watching the game, I wasn't pissed off. I laughed. I laughed. The fourth and two, I laughed. Because I'm like, do y'all know Big Ben not, Big Ben is not the quarterback and A.B. is not the receiver. That's not something that you can just straight up do. Now, exactly. now you know for a fact, We've seen this on plenty of occasions, fourth and short. Big Ben throw it deep to A.B. You feel me, little pump fake? But people don't understand that pump fake was the one that really, you feel me, that really opened that up for A.B. to get that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I would trust Big Ben, even last year of Big Ben, of doing that at four and two, I mean, um, fourth and two. But cool on, two. Open basically, yeah. Three and two. Like, you, I keep saying three and two. Third and yeah. two. You don't run it. You feel me? Then fourth down, you don't run it. You don't run it. My my the last thing I got mad about in that game, and I you know what? I take it back. I didn't even get mad about that because I expected from him. When Mitchell mm-hmm. Trubisky ran and thought in his mind that he got the first down and slid too early. I said, that is Mitchell Trubisky. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? And I feel you. I agree with you. Like, at this point, Mike Tomlin, non-losing seasons, I feel like one of these years he got to have one. We have to get right. that out the way because the anti – and I'm, I'm not even talking about the realists because, you know, there's some realists out there that's kind of d- done with Mike Tomlin. You know, they want to mm-hmm. see a change. They agree that he'll have success elsewhere. It's just a new change is needed here. That's because mm-hmm. most of them are kind of used to seeing what Philly did. Philly did it twice. They did yeah. it twice. They got rid of Andy Reid, got Doug Peterson, got a Super Bowl, got rid of Doug Peterson, the guy that they have now, they went to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So they got lucky with that. But that's not something that happens every time, you know? But I think if we get rid that- of this non-losing season, now – there's this nothing that the Pittsburgh Steelers can stand on. A Mike Tomlin-led Steelers can stand on. He never had a losing season. I, I, I. None of that matters anymore because you had one. This is You have one. But I don't think we're going to lose out. I think after these two games, we'll see the Pittsburgh Steelers players act professional and actually mm-hmm. like execute the plays that are called. Execute. Because at this point, I'm not even mad at the play calling anymore. It's the guys. Yeah. It's the guys. At some point, we got to point to the guys. We got to point to the guys, man. You know? Um, so, yeah, we're sitting in eighth place, you said, right? Eighth place? Mm-hmm. Eighth place in the AFC. Yeah, and that could all change tomorrow. You know, these guys can take the L and all that uh, tomorrow. But, um, yeah, you know, we can't bank on that. The Pittsburgh still has had a chance to control their destiny. Now we're getting to the point that we may need some help. You know what I mean? But yeah. let me ask you this, Dre. And it's a damn shame. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this. 
Now, I kind of expected the running game to have a hard time just because the Patriots can stop the run. They're very good at it, holding teams mm-hmm. about 88 yards a, a game, rushing. Mm-hmm. I felt like we did not utilize, and not even I feel like, it's on tape. We didn't utilize yeah. the guys that we needed to utilize in this game. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had to pick two players, and I, I, I bet you I agree with you, if you had to pick two players that we should have featured last game, who would it be? Oh, of course our running game. I mean, to me, that's without a doubt. I mean, of course it'd be Najee and Jalen Warren. But I got to give props to Bill Belichick of taking away – he has the reputation for taking away your best weapon. But here's the thing. We know that we couldn't rely on Mitch Trubisky to get us a two, 300-plus yard game, so we got to rely on our running game. But – we didn't do that. Like the execution was very, very subpar as far as our um, our running game. And it's not even the execution; it's the fact that we didn't utilize them in a fair, in a smart way. It's like okay, if you it's it's like a you know it's like a game of chess. Your pawns might not be your strongest piece, mm-hmm. but if you use them the right way, you can set up good moves. It's right. about playing smart football at that point. And the thing is, is that we didn't play smart. You have the weapons, but the thing is, we didn't utilize them the way we're supposed to utilize them. So you're 100% correct on that. But, but once again, it's the NFL. You got to work with what you got. I mean, we 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 got bit by the injury bug. I mean, we you know, a few of our key players are out. You know, TJ's playing hurt. We don't know how long. Um, oh, yeah, which caused um, Kenny Pickett's going to be out for another two weeks at least. And yeah, at least three more games. But, yeah, man. The elephant in the room is Mitch Trubisky. If he has a job, a starting job or a backup job at the NFL, well, not in, in, on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to be questioning Mike Thomas' leadership. Why isn't he stepping in when he's supposed to? But yeah, as far as our overall weapons and execution, on paper, with how bad the Patriots were, with on paper how bad the, the uh, Cardinals were the previous week, we should have blown them out. That's no excuse. Now I can get pissed off about it because as much talent as we have and we're playing down to inferior competition, which Mike Tomlin has a reputation for, yes, Mike Tomlin does deserve to be on the hot seat. Like I said, we'll get more in depth in that later. But, yes, absolutely, no excuses. See, like, I think we have a long time of seeing this with Mike Tomlin, but I can remember when I was younger, Bill Cowher having the same issues, right? Mm-hmm. It, I think it's a Pittsburgh Steeler thing. And Minka Fitzpatrick, when he said guys feel like they can put on the Steeler uniform, the black and gold, mm-hmm. and think they're going to win games, I felt that. I felt that right mm-hmm. here. Yes. Because I'm like, that explains us losing these trap games. It's like, if I see a schedule, if I see our schedule, and we in like midseason, you start to see who's good and who's not. And I see these teams coming up. I'm like, one play, one mistake, we're going to lose this game. Yeah. To a bad team. Now, when we play these good teams, it's either we're going to win or get blown out. Yeah. Now, these bum teams, sorry teams, bottom of the barrel, picking first type teams, they shouldn't be having hope. And I think, bro, you could probably – piggyback off of this one, but mm-hmm. 
I don't believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers should go in any stadium or let alone our stadium because no one's scared to play in Pittsburgh no more. We yeah. going for it. They come to Pittsburgh, they say, oh, that, oh that, that's a dub. Some teams are saying that. Oh, we, we playing them in Pittsburgh? Oh, that's a win. Mm-hmm. That's a win. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's bad, man. I feel like Mike Tomlin for so long has been relying on his veterans. You got to think, bro. Who are the veterans of the team? You can only name three. Cam Hayward? And Cam is like the real vet. Minka not even 30 yet. And TJ be 30 in a couple days or, you know, at some point. Yeah. So it's like there's no real vets on this team. So you would think Mike Tomlin would step in a little bit more with the guys in the room. Now, Mm -hmm. I feel like the mentality that we have when we get when we got that win two weeks ago, it's been that long since we won. Two weeks ago, and the guys was in the locker room dancing like we won a playoff game. I didn't like that. Yeah. Normally, I would like repost this stuff. I'll repost like them in the locker room going crazy. You know, take over your trap. You feel me? You know that. You know them shits, man. But. I normally will post those. I didn't repost this one because I'm like, yo, yo, y'all don't even have it together yet. Exactly. Y'all don't have it together yet. What are you celebrating for? Y'all didn't blow this team out. Y'all didn't. And I low-key forgot who we beat. Like, who's... <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, yeah. A rival. Yeah. yeah. And then they didn't have Joe Burrow. So that makes it even worse. They didn't have Joe Burrow. Y'all win. We win or whatever. And... In the locker room, you see them dancing all crazy like they won a playoff game. I was like, "Ooh, we might have a we might have a problem these next couple games." Because mm-hmm. if y'all satisfied with that performance, not worth it. It's not worth exactly. it. Not losing seasons is not worth it. This group of guys, they're young, and they're acting that way. Now, let me ask you about this one particular player. How do you feel about Deontay Johnson? Oh, man. I've always, you know, he's he's a talented guy on paper. It's just I've always been very, very critical. I've probably been the most critical of Deontay Johnson than anybody else. Like I said, I've even gone on record as saying, well, he shouldn't be a uh, wide receiver one. He shouldn't have got traded. In, he should have got traded instead of Chase Claypool. He drops too many passes. I've been the most critical of him. And now I believe him above anybody else should be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And he's not showing us any other reason as to why that should be false. Sure, the dude is fast. Sure, he's our best route runner on the whole damn receiving core. But what does that mean if, one, you're acting like a diva when you don't get the ball, Two, you're putting in lackluster effort. And three, even when you do score a touchdown, it's mostly a garbage time touchdown or it's like, you know, you celebrate like you just won the damn Super Bowl. So it's like, what are we really doing here with Deontay Johnson? Like I said, I, you know, the guy's a, he's a, a pretty serviceable talent. And hell, I'll even argue if he was to get his act together, he'd be elite. But man, he just ain't got the right, he just ain't got the right mentality, man. I mean, I really think that he should be on the hot seat just as well as everybody else. But I feel like the th- the top three hot s- guys who should be in the hot seat the hot seat are number one Mitchell Trubisky, number two Coach Mike Tomlin himself, mm-hmm. and number three Deontay Johnson. 
I did my top my top three bottom two on the last episode. Um, if I can remember off the top of my head, I think my top three. I actually found top three. I think it was Cam, not mm-hmm. in order. It was Cam. Um. Uh, what's his name? Eldon Roberts. What's his name? That's that say it right. Yeah. I don't know why it sounded right. Elvin Robinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Him and um, who's the third guy? Who's the third guy? I think I gave it to uh, another lineman. Was it another lineman? I think you gave it to um, number 56. I think you gave it to him. I think you gave it to uh, Alex Highsmith. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Or I gave it a, a DB or something. I'm not too sure, but all of them was on defense. And my bottom yeah. two was coaching and Mitch. Mitch was number yeah. two. Coaching was one. Only reason yeah. why Mitch was number two is because I expected him to be ass. I expected him to be ass. But it was like, dude, it was, it was, it's this. His football IQ is horrible. It's exactly. Horrible. You know, um, so yeah, that was my top three, bottom two. You feel me? If you get, yeah. you kind of low key gave you a hot seat. But based off this last game, who was your top three, bottom two? If you can remember, it's been like two days now. Oh boy, uh, my top three. Let's see. Number three has got to be Najee. Mm-hmm. Number two has got to be Jalen Morton. They showed up. Number one has got to be um, none other than Minka Fitzpatrick himself. Okay. You know, a lot of the guys actually on, de- on defense showed up this time. Bottom two, um, bottom two is the O-line, and number one is Mitch. Horrible decision-making. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, going forward, Dre, going forward. What do mm-hmm. you expect this week? Like, what are you expecting – well, we got a 10-day break. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. What I'm expecting, um, we got to go up against the Indianapolis Colts. And once again, a team that's not going to lie down because the Colts are fighting for something. They actually have something to play for, unlike them. And, right, we have a knack for playing down as a competition, but we also have a knack for playing up as well. And we have to – if we want to even smell the playoffs, once again, which I don't even really think we deserve at this point, we got to win three out of our four. And even if we win three out of four, we're going to need some help. But the only way, the only surefire way that we can get a playoff spot is if we win out. And I don't think we do. But as far as going forward, I think we do play a solid, serviceable game. I think um, hopefully we get Kenny Pickett back early. I'm not holding my breath on that. But if not, we can expect more of the same. Because unless there's a, unless there's a co- coaching or quarterback change, Unless Mike Tomlin grows a set and benches Mitch and decides to start Mason, yeah, Jesus, how desperate are we to start Mason? But hell, at this point, can't be any worse. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, we might as well, man. Hell, even Charlie backs this point. But hell, I mean, come come, come around the table, Charlie, get a helmet. Exactly. (laughs) But true. Um, all jokes aside, I expect more of the same. Lackluster play. Um, horrible decisions at coaching and quarterback, and overall the players are playing like they don't give a damn. We might as well just let things that you know. Now, the, the, here this is the this is the problem with us being so quote unquote good or having a 
reputation for you know having an above winning season. Now it's too late for us to tank. It's too late for us. But thing is, that's not in our culture anyway. You know the Steelers, we don't do that. We don't tank for draft picks. But now it's too late for us to do that because now we're in a position where we actually still could make the playoffs. We actually do have something to play for other than pride. So we have to get our stuff together and fast. Or if not, then Mike Thomas is going to have his first below 500 season and he might end up getting the boot along with Mitch Trubisky. But yeah, I'm not expecting, I ain't expecting great things. If, if Kenny doesn't come back, I'm expecting more of the same. But anyway, what about you? Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'll tell you this though. My respect level for Kenny Pickett rules. Yes. It rules because the things we get on Kenny for, we take we take uh we take the things that he can do and do for granted. Mm -hmm. We take it for granted because we're so mad that he's not targeting certain receivers like we want to. But mm -hmm. Kenny's willingness to not turn that damn ball over. I put that above what Mitch doing whatever the fuck he can. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like Mitch running for first downs, it was cool and all. But it's like yeah. Kenny makes better decisions, man. Better decisions. And I feel like if we last game Kenny played, it wasn't I can't even say he wasn't that good because I think he was like seven to ten before he got knocked out. I mm -hmm. forgot who it was. It was it was decent stats like the starter game. Yeah. So Definitely, it's like, bro. Like we we need Kenny, and it's only proved that Kenny is our guy for now. I don't think we exactly. should go in the draft going looking for a quarterback. You know, because we have to remember as Steelers fans that this is actually the rebuild. This is the real rebuild. This is only year two. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm willing to give Mike Tomlin four years of the rebuild. I'm willing to give him four years. Now, this year, last year was a wash. We ain't had no real direction. This year, I don't want to say a wash because we was close. We could have gotten the playoffs. Yeah. But mm -hmm. to start that off of a rebuild, almost getting to the playoffs, that's good. You got a team starting over still getting, like, only four wins, you know? Exactly. Um, next year, well, this year is whatever, right? Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But next year, I need to see the off season. I need to see who we get in here because, yeah, I feel like Coach Tomlin need to change the way that he coached, um, at least between, you know, game to game, because I feel like him relying on the vets is not working because the vets is not really vets. It's only one vet, and that's Cam. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't rely on TJ. TJ's not too vocal. You can't. You can rely on Maker, but it's like Maker going to beat somebody up because Maker's exactly. from the old cloth. You know, but Maker's not thirty. You feel me? He's not thirty, so they they not like yeah. I'm gonna look. I look up to Maker. They like nah. He appear. You know, like just think of the leaders that Mike Tomlin had in the beginning. You had, um, I keep about to say his name first, but he wasn't on the team. You had James Ferry. You had Larry Foote. You had James Harrison was just getting started, but he was still 29, you know, um, 30, 29, 30. You had Brett Kiesel. You had, um, still had Casey Hampton there. You know, you had all these guys that can lead the team. And Big Ben was becoming a little older, you know, because the offense was young at the time. 
But it's like with Seth Hines Ward. Even then, you had Hines Ward, the leader of the offense, OG, 30 years old. Now, they pushing out the vets, but I feel like Mike Tomlin has to adapt to that. That means he has to take a little focus off of getting guys prepared because I think at this point, the guys are too prepared to the point where they out there, they freeze up. Now, every player that coach, that Mike Tomlin coached, they all said this one thing about him. He makes sure you are prepared. So, you know, as you get all this information about the guy you're facing, about the team you're facing, and you can't execute out there, coach, you might have to dumb this down. Exactly. You might have to dumb this down, you know? Uh, more of the same, I can say I can see that. Um, do I want to see that? Nah, I want to see effort. I want to see effort. Now, you like basketball. I like basketball, too. I'm a New York Knicks fan, right? Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm a New York Knicks fan. Granted, we've been doing cool like these last couple of years. But yeah, all Knicks fans want to see, the team can be trash. I'm talking about only winning 13-some games. But if the Knicks fans see their players play with effort, We'll be satisfied. We'll be fine. Like, yo, they played with effort, man. They just not good right now. Like, the Lions, if not the Lions last year, the Lions the year before that. Yeah. Was that the year we played? The year we played the Lions, that year. That yeah, and we year? tied. Them. Yeah. yeah. It was the year before last year. Yeah, the year before last. It was 2021, and we right. tied with them. Right, that year, right? You saw that they didn't have a good record, but I watched enough Lions games that year that I became a fan of the coach. Uh, Dan Campbell. Because I'm like, yo, these guys are playing the ass off for this man. They'll fight. They're, They'll fight with tooth and But they're yeah. going to make sure you have to really play to win. You know? And it seems like we don't have that. It's like, yo, these guys are going to lay down. They're going to lay down. And I'm like, come on, this ain't the Pittsburgh Steelers I know. Not me. You feel me? Like, maybe Mitch, with Mitch was on, he, he, he would have told us a little bit about the 80s. You feel me? But I don't know nothing about that. All I know us being competitive. Our defense is killing folks. The 08 defense, the 2010 defense that the NFL started changing rules for. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was getting knocked out in 2010. Everybody. You know? But it's like, Coach C got to see all this, man, and absorb it and actually change, adjust to it. You can't, and then Coach C got to stop giving us Bill Belichick type answers at this point. Like, at the end of the day, this is an entertainment business. You can call it sports all you want, but there's so much money involved. This is entertainment at the end of the day, because where the money coming from? The people that's entertained, right? The people that's entertained. Our cities is getting drained. You feel me? So this these teams can have billions of dollars. All we ask for is y'all to play with effort. That's all we ask for. You can lose the game. Some will be mad, but a lot of people that understand will understand. You know? But last thing, and I don't even know if this is really the last thing, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about Stiller's Twitter. Stiller's Twitter is a horrible place. (laughs) Oh, God. It is the most toxic place. Stiller's Twitter is the most toxic place. I tell you, I follow at least 10 to 12 Steelers accounts. And boy, I said to themselves that heads are going to roll. And I even posted it in the group chat with you and Mitch that fire Mike Tomlin 
was trending and had over 400,000. It was number 10 on Twitter, a number 10 trending topic on Twitter and had over 400,000 mentions. Yeah. What's that telling you? Now, here's the thing. A lot of people say that the Steelers have a quote unquote toxic fan base. Now, I wouldn't say that we have a toxic fan base. I would just say that we have a passionate fan base. That's the word I'm looking for. Steelers fans are very, very passionate about their team. So much so to the point where it could be a little bit negative. Now, some of those guys, I mean, they go a little bit overboard with what they say. But I understand it comes from a place of passion. But for you to just be throwing people under the damn bus just unnecessarily, that's a little bit too much. Now, don't get me wrong. Should the powers that be be held accountable? Absolutely. But you can't just go off the handle and just say, oh, this person made one tiny mistake, so they should be fired. Or this one guy should be held under a microscope just because he said this or did this because he couldn't get away with this on another team. Now, that might actually be true. Now, there's some players and some people who get away with a lot more than they should. And then there's other guys who are automatically just put on the chopping block just because they make one mistake. I don't think that's fair. But that all, all in all, before I cut before I uh, hand the hand the mic back to you, I'm gonna say that the the people, the right people should be held accountable. Right. They should they do deserve some of that smoke. But as as far as the ones that don't, they need to be a little bit more leading on them because it's the NFL. I'm gonna go ahead and take it back to what Minka said. You know, you know, you can't just show up in a black and gold uniform and think that the other team's gonna hand you a win on a silver platter. No, it doesn't work that way. But you gotta it guess what? The same guys, they step out on the same field as you, they play on the same weather as you. Yes, injuries happen, but guess what? It's football. Injuries are part of the damn game. So a lot of the guys you can't use that as a scapegoat. They, you know, they there's things we can change, like the coaching and all that other stuff. But all in all, there's 12, 13 men on that on the other side of that field. They play for the same damn thing that you are. A W, a championship. So yes, you got to bring that same passion and effort as them. And that's what the Steelers Nation has to understand. Of course, I'm gonna rep Steelers Nation till I die. But our fans can be toxic sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't think that we have the worst fan base. Because I lived in Jersey. I'm from Jersey. I live in Jersey. I lived in Jersey, um, South Jersey. You know, shout out to South Jersey. And we right next to Philly. We right next to Philly. And I'm going to tell you something. Philadelphia Eagle fans, now you want to know what toxic is? Oh, God, they are rabid. Right there. They will, they will, they will try to kill you if you don't play good. Philly fan, and that's not even Eagles fans. That's Philly fans in general. 76, yeah. you know how much Ben Simmons was getting it? Ben Ooh. Simmons was getting it bad. You know? And I, you know, they I were flaming him on Twitter. He had one bad, I saw it, bro. He had one bad game. They were roasting him on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. God, so boy. I won't say that we the worst. I think that we're, we're all product of Ben, like most of us that's complaining. They, we're products of Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. We're products of Ben Roethlisberger. So yeah. we don't know what this is. We don't know what a bad-looking offense is. We don't know. We were spoiled. You know, and, and it's crazy because we're taking it way differently than the Patriots fans are taking it. The Patriots mm-hmm. fans are quiet. I low-key think they just changed teams, the Patriots fans. <laughs> I think yeah. they just changed teams. 
you know. But Steelers fans, we're fans of the team. I think a lot of them Patriots fans was just Tom Brady fans or Riders, you know, because ain't nobody like the Patriots uh, before him. No, the Patriots was a laughing stock. You know what I mean? Um, so like, it's just the Steelers fans are seeing something that we never seen before. The ones that's vocal. Right now, you got a lot of old heads out there that was around for the seventies. They was mm-hmm. getting mad when Ben was losing. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? When Ben would lose a game, the seventy fans, they wasn't having it. You know, but the guys around our age that's like wilding and going crazy on Twitter and whatnot, they just don't know. I don't want to say ignorant, but they just don't know. Because if you really sit down and you think, you breathe, you know that. You got to put things in perspective. Now, Mike Tomlin is on the clock because the culture isn't the Steelers' culture anymore. You know, a lot of guys are having too much free will. It's not like, yo, we come into work. Now, his phrase is, I want volunteers and not hostages. It looked like these are guys, these guys is coming to get a check, some of them. It's looking like they just coming to get a check. They're only playing so they can get paid. And it's like, I don't remember seeing still players doing that. Like, even, like, ooh, like, as much as much chaos as Antonio Brown caused at the end of his stiller tenure, we never can question his effort. Never. Yeah. Never. Now, go back to Deontay Johnson, right? Deontay Johnson is the leader of the receiver room. He's the first leader of the receiver room to act like this. Exactly. AB was the leader of the uh, receiver room. Juju, Martavis Bryant. Up until like, you know, towards the end, like after AB got concussed by, um, what's his name? Uh, Perfect. Perfect. Once he got concussed by him, different. Uh, Totally different guy. But before that, AB was the leader of the room. Leader of the room. He was the best, clearly the best. Once Hans Ward left, and then, you know, we split up the Young Money crew, it was A.B. These guys followed A.B. They worked hard because of who? A.B. Hans Ward, when he was the leader of the locker room, young guys, what 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 did they develop? The blocking. They saw how hard and how much passion Hans Ward had for running the ball, like blocking. They all was able to block. It got to the point he was like, yo, you can't be a stellar receiver unless you can block. Heinz Ward put that in there. Heinz Ward did. A.B. put in the work ethic. You, If you're going to be here, you better work hard. Because I'm not losing no reps. A.B. wasn't going to lose no reps for anybody. Anybody. You know what I mean? Deontay Johnson, the leader of the room, in the beginning of the year, he was cool. Once he got that touchdown, after that, we started to see the immaturity again, you know? And it's like, dude, you got George Pickens right here, right here. He, George Pickens, I got mad at him a little bit, but then I, I'm not mad. I can't, I won't get mad at George Pickens at all this year, at all. Yeah. Because he has no guidance on this team. He has no big brother on this team for real. And he's so, you know, I don't want to say you got a baby the guy. But he yeah. is somebody that needs a big brother in that room or on that side of the ball because it's a reason why he wasn't a first-round pick. 
It wasn't a, it was a reason. What was he picking the third round? Yeah, second or third round. Second or third. That's the reason why he wasn't a um, first round pick because mm-hmm. his attitude and the it, the things that he displayed now, it was that's the reason why he didn't make it in the first round. So Steelers knowing this, maybe we should get a vet. Allen Robinson ain't the one. Yeah, he ain't the one because I don't. I be like, just now I remember he's on the team. Just mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know, Hell, we should have kept Juju for all that because Juju is still from the AB cloth. The AB play like you heard what they said on the, on the commentary. That look like Pittsburgh gate uh, Juju. I'm like, yo, man, I low key forgot Juju was in the league until I saw him on the field. Yeah. I said, oh damn. Yeah. And how ironic is it that we got cooked back to back by two former Steelers, one by James Conner and the other by Juju? They had their best games of the year, ironically, against us. Two That's guys, a kick in the team. Two guys that put their heart on the line for the team. Crazy, right? Crazy. James Conner went through all he went through. And I feel bad. Like, as time go by, I feel bad for James Conner. It was bad timing for him. If yeah. if, if Le'Veon Bell would have signed back with the Steelers, I think we would have got better in the run game as far – not better in the run game, but we would have made that a focus. Yeah. So we can use them two guys because James Conner backing up Le'Veon. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Because we kind of see it now, but Najee is no Le'Veon. No yeah. Le'Veon. Right? But Jalen Warren got some similarities to James Conner. Mm-hmm. Get to the line quick as hell. Oh, that's where I need to go? I'm there fast as hell. I don't care. I don't care. Head down, whatever. You feel me? But – um. But yeah, man, that's my thing. We need some vets that's real vets. Allen Robinson, you may be doing a good job, but you ain't doing a good job in that role. I'll be slapping the hell out of Deontay Johnson. I'll be slapping the hell out of uh, not even slapping George Pickens. I'll be talking to George Pickens like, yo, bro, ah, uh, whatever, 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 you know. And um, I probably, I probably, I probably slap around Calvin Austin too, bro, because like, yo, you fast, get do exactly. something. Do something. Yeah, he's you know, underachieved so far. I, I feel like we're not using him at all. Exactly. Like, yeah, real shout out to Calvin Austin, man. He's he's probably one of the most underutilized guys that we got right now. The dude's a speedster, and we haven't used a lot of him at all, all like we did in the postseason. I don't know if it's because he doesn't have any chemistry with Mitch, which I think that's what it is, or his numbers just not getting cold enough. I'm pretty sure if he got some more looks, we'll get more production out of him. Yeah, we just got to get a new system in here. Because yeah. it's like, even with the plays we have, you can look at the plays we have and be like, yo, we can't win with this. We can't win with this. Like, we can't even score, Dre. Right. We can't even score touchdowns. It's like scoring. The, it's like we get in the red zone. We happy like, yeah. And then we think about it like, you know, oh, we in the red zone. We can't score. We have Pat Fry move. We have big ass six, seven. Darnell Washington, who gets like one catch every four games. So, yo, y'all don't see this guy and say, yo, we in the red zone. Let's use him. Let's throw him jump balls. You see him. You saw him at practice. You see him at training camp, all that shit. In the corner with the one-handers, jump. He could jump high. It's like, why why not utilize this guy? So what if the other team know that we're going to go to him? They can't jump with him. Why do you think Gronk got so many damn touchdowns? They exactly. can't mess with him. 
It's like, come on, I'm not comparing the two. But even Gronk get, uh, complained about that. It's like, why they not using um Darnell Washington? I can't remember what year it was. I mean, excuse me, what week it was. But it was sometime yeah. this year. It's like, why why they not using them? He's big. Like, you know? Well, it's yeah. crazy, man. It's crazy, man. Um, I can say this, Dread. This show was much more calm. Yes. Than the show that I had yesterday. I appreciate you for joining me on this one, man. I needed I needed assistance because let yesterday's show, I kind of leave that. I kind of let that be the only one. You feel me? I had to come back with another one. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you hopping on this, John. You feel me? Any last words for the fans? Uh, let's just try to pick up the pieces. Let's just hope that from this loss, we learn something. I'll just leave it at that. All day. Here we go. Peace out, guys. It's all about this, man. Still for seven episode. Excuse me. Still for seven podcast episode one thirty one is in the books. We out of here, man. It's a new season, baby. Still for seven podcast. You already know what it is, man. Gang, gang. You already know what it is, man. Still a gang. It's a gang. It's the gang. You already know. What it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we about to go get it Still a gang, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't trying to kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we about to go get it Still a gang, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't trying to kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division. Super Bowl, let's win it. <laughs>